Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We are back here on the Chorus Radio Network. This is the Roy Green Show. I'm Andrew Lawton in for Roy today and also next weekend as well. We just spoke with former neo-Nazi Elizabeth Moore a couple of moments ago about the really prevailing powers of hate in the most broad sense, but she has broken her essentially silence on her own past and her own advocacy as a result. She's broken that silence because of Charlottesville. And I think that is significant because she's been a part of these groups that are causing so many problems now. But the problem is that our collective hatred of neo-Nazis and white supremacists, which I think is something that I I certainly hope everyone shares, and I know not everyone does, but every sensible person does, our collective hatred of that group and those people, I think that's the acceptable form of hatred, when you're hating people who are so consumed by and defined by hate, is something that a lot of people now essentially say means you have to give a pass to all of those who are fighting against them. You have to give a pass to the hateful, violent rhetoric from some activists within Black Lives Matter because they're opposing Nazis. You have to give Antifa a pass because they're opposing Nazis. And I said all throughout the week here, with Charlottesville, I think we have, in some cases, bad people fighting bad people. I'm not going to take a side at all. And I wanted to share with you a little bit about this fantastic column that was in the Sun newspapers this week by Laurie Goldstein. He says, why I won't support the left's Jew haters. Now, that's a very bold statement, but he talks about the fact that there's this expectation that he has to link up with the left, many subsets of which have their own streaks of anti-Semitism, and he says he just won't do that. Laurie Goldstein, Toronto Sun columnist, joins me on the line now. Laurie, it's good to talk to you again. Thanks so much for joining me this weekend. Happy to be here, Andrew. Where is this anti-Semitism, which is more directly linked, I think, in most people's view to neo-Nazi, coming from on the left, in your view? Yeah, you see, I don't agree with that. I think that um, uh, post-World uh, War II, uh, after, um, after the Holocaust, I think that um, people pretty much um, excoriated um, uh, the right, and the right has never been able to successfully um, mount an argument again, because, because it was based on, um, you know, if you're going to go to a, a, a riot or a demonstration and, and talk about, you know, uh, free speech in the way they do, and then you have the Nazi regalia, and that serious people aren't going to listen to you. But the left has developed a much more sophisticated way of um, trashing Jewish people. And uh, so the example I used here was, well, you know, uh, the next time you're in the middle of a black bloc uh, riot, because there are plenty of them, just go to a G20 or, or any international gathering of any, um, you know, uh, significant gathering of politicians, and start, you know, take an Israeli flag and start talking about how great Israel is and watch what happens. Um, what the left has done, and I think what really changed the narrative, because I've lived through this, is that when, when Israel won the 67 war um, uh, against the, the Arab neighbors, uh, you know, that, that was the miracle war, that, that, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Israel was admired uh, for the way it had been able to, um, you, you know, you know uh, stave off its own defeat. But then when I was in university in the mid-'70s, I already noticed that the narrative was changing. And the reason the narrative was changing was because the left 
was anti-American because of the Vietnam War, because of a whole other things. But then what happened was America, the left, had Israel become the proxy for America. So if you want to use the language of the Ayatollahs, uh, the United States was the great Satan, Israel was the little Satan. And then it, it developed even more into this pose, and I want to be careful when I say it, the pose of that Israel is the worst human rights violator in the world. Uh, and that's what we see in the BDS campaign, which is, you know, compares um, Israel to apartheid um, South Africa. Now, the left will say, and they always do, and, and professors and other um, very confused people provide the intellectual cover for them, that to be against Israel isn't to be anti-Jewish. And of course that's true. All kinds of people criticize Israel. I've criticized Israel, uh, actions in the occupied territories. Uh, the Israeli newspaper Haratz criticized them. There's lots of Jews in Israel and in the diaspora who criticize Israel. But what, the vast, but what fair-minded people don't do is they don't focus only on Israel and ignore every other human rights violation ever committed on Earth. And when you look at these groups and how they approach the question of Israel, you'll see they're not, they're not talking about outrageous in China or the Islamic Republic of Iran or the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Um, they only talk about Israel. And when you do that, when you ignore context, when you, when you cite, uh, no matter how nobly you talk about the wrongdoings of one nation, when you exclude every other nation, um, when you don't talk about them, when you never raise them, well, then to me, at some point, what you're doing becomes obvious. And that is that you are doing what the right used to do. You're targeting Jews. As, you're literally scapegoating, going back to biblical times, the scapegoating. I, something really influenced me was I once um, spoke with a, a London conservative politician, and he told me that he'd had an interview with the chief rabbi of London, as I recall. That's why I attribute it to a rabbi in my piece. And the rabbi said to him, look, in ancient times, religion was the paradigm of society. And so people who hated the Jews said that they were the worst religion. Not only were they worst religion, but in what's known as the blood libel, they accused Jews of killing Christians, specifically Christian children, mm. for blood to make their matzah. Okay, now let's transport ourselves to the Second World War, where science, you know, in the mid-20th century, science was our, our modern paradigm. So what did the Nazis do? They tried to prove through science that the Jews were a quintessentially evil race, different from all other races. Interesting, because Jews aren't a race, but that's what they did. Now let's flash forward today. What's the modern paradigm of our times? It's human rights. So what do the enemies of Israel do? They say that Israel is uniquely evil among nations in violating the human rights of the Palestinians in the occupied territories. No other nation, apparently, no other nation violates, has ever violated human rights the way Israel has. And then the ultimate thing, they compare it to South Africa during apartheid, Israeli apartheid. So, and we can see, it's the same argument, and this is an argument, by the way, that's almost exclusive to the left now. So it's the same argument all the time. It's, you, you, take, you scapegoat somebody, and then you say they are the worst, and you do that because you hate Jews. And for proof, I would say the Parliament of Canada, our Prime Minister, and I disagree with our Prime Minister on a lot of things, but I thank him, and I thank the Conservatives, who passed a motion who said that the 
the so-called boycott, divestment, and sanctions campaign, um, which is basically another way yeah. to de- delegitimize and demonize. And they have said, no, that's a campaign to delegitimize and demonize Israel. Well, Israel is the Jewish state. So if you're doing that, that's what you're about. So all I was saying is, don't give me the, this, this because I was reading, I was hearing from all kinds of commentators, even some of them Jewish, in the wake of what, this awful thing that happened in Charlottesville. I said, don't give me the simplistic, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's utter nonsense. And others, serious journalists who compared Antifa to allied soldiers fighting the Nazis in World War Oh, yeah. Supposedly conservative McLean's columnist did that. And I'm like, give me a break. We're, we're talking about uh, a bad side fighting a bad side if we boil it down to neo-Nazis versus Antifa. I mean, obviously there were legitimate anti-fascist protesters, but the Antifa group is anti-fascist in name only with its worldview. Yeah, well, look, and, and also, to, I, don't think I've, I don't think I read the McLean ones, but it, it, was, but it was everywhere. And, and like, okay, so like I tweeted out, okay, how many of our allied soldiers came back to Canada and rioted, saying, smash the state. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, come on. Like, let's use the brains and the analytical skills we were involved in. And, and then the, the other thing I find ridiculous is that conservatives have to dissociate themselves now from the neo-Nazis. Um, you know, my, my father-in-law, who was, who was Catholic, by the way, spent four years in Mauthausen, which was the one where, the, that was the concentration camp where they put politically incorrigible enemies of the Third Reich. He survived. He, he, he was thrown in because he helped uh, to distribute and edit wow. an underground newspaper. Um, and he was Polish. Um, my father, my late friend, both my, my father-in-law and father now deceased, but my late father, when he was six years old, he was smuggled out of Russia during a pogrom. And for any of your listeners who don't know what a pogrom is, a pogrom was organized, organized campaigns of hatred, often, certainly leading to persecution, often leading to death of Jews in Russia. So the other point I made is, never mind all this nonsense about sides. Here's the reality. When the extreme right and the extreme left, there's a place where the extreme right and the extreme left meets. And in that place, whether it's Nazis or communists or fascists or whatever you want to call them, there is violence and minorities don't do well. And one of the more least well is Jews. Laurie Goldstein had a fantastic piece in the Sun Papers this week, why I won't support the left's Jew haters. Laurie, I'm glad you were able to come on the show today. Such an important message you had there, and I thank you for it. Thank you for having me. All right, all the best to you, sir. I want to talk a little bit more about this on the other side of the break here. I also want to take your calls, 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. We're going to talk about the moral absolutes that we see in Charlottesville that we saw in the Boston rally yesterday of, you know, neo-Nazis on one side that everyone sensible condemns, but also this group of radical, violent left-wing protesters that no one seems to be condemning, that no one wants to. I wrote a column about it on globalnews.ca on Friday. I'll share with you a little bit about that and take your calls on the matter. 1-800-263-2428. This is Andrew Lawton in for Roy on The Roy Green Show.